Welcome to the Inside Out Style Podcast with Imogen Lamport, your scientist of style. Each episode, you'll get real-world style advice for women of every size, shape, and age. And now, here's Imogen. Hi, it's Imogen Lamport from Inside Out Style, and I am back with my lucky dip of questions today uh, to answer your colour and style questions. The first one today comes from Patricia, who says... My concern is how do I feel stylish and comfortable at work? I have a one-hour commute with some walking and sneakers are not an option at the office. I'm curvy, five foot six, kind of average height. Um, larger up top, a larger bust and smaller down bottom. So two sizes difference between top and bottom. So it's not easy to find clothes that fit right. So few things here to think about. Have to commute, have to wear a comfortable shoe. So what I would suggest is maybe having a few work-appropriate shoes that you leave at work under your desk. So when you get there, you can swap shoes out. And then have a nice pair. These days, there's nice kind of dressier sneakers rather than just your kind of typical running shoe style sneaker, which is very chunky. You can get some quite nice, more kind of a dress sneaker. So that might be something that you feel better about wearing to and from work on your commute. Um, but then having a pair of shoes that you're happy to wear all day at work, maybe leaving a pile of them at work, or you might have to carry them in your bag and then swap when you get to work. That is an option. So that is the feet covered. As far as the clothes go, when you are a very different size top to bottom, particularly like when you want to two sizes different top to bottom, uh, it can be a bit trickier to find clothes at work. So you have a few different options. Uh, generally, you'll find dresses much harder than separates to fit because the top and the bottom sizes are different. Unless, of course, you make it yourself. So either you can sew yourself and then you can actually alter the size so it fits top to bottom. Uh, or alternatively, it's then just wearing separates. So different tops and bottoms. So you can buy in the size that fits you. Now, of course, when you have got a large bust and it makes you wear a much larger toss, you top you can look a little bit unbalanced so we want to be doing things that make draw attention away from your bust so this is where large scale jewelry is really great this is why I started wearing it very large bust and draw attention to my face rather than my bust so particularly in the workspace that can be a great thing to do um, finding things that fit well now there are so many more uh, like large bust retailers and I do have a few blog posts if you are looking for those I do have some big bust retailer information on the blog uh, as well so that could also be something that you might want to look into uh, is finding things that fit you well because then your bust won't look as large as it will if when you're wearing something that's outsized because if it's just your bust that's large rather than your shoulders and your arms and everything else as well then you'll find that the fit is not as good um, versus if you go to a large bust retailer where they cut to fit over your bust, you'll actually find that you will look overall slimmer because your, your tops are actually fitting you better um, because they're made to fit you. So the rest of them fits you rather than things being baggy and saggy. Now, you have got things and we're really just fitting the bust in, then I would be looking at doing alterations too because 
alterations, if you're buying off the rack from, you know, retailers, they're not making the clothes to fit you. I mean, I'll always remember, I had an experience once with a, it was a small uh, fashion design label. And I was talking to the designer and I said, like, you know, I can never find dresses that fit me. Like, nothing ever fits over my bust. She said, look, I'll make you something special. It was very nice of her. And she said, send me the measurement. And she said, send me the measurement from the top of your shoulder to under your bust. You know, wearing a bra, like a good bra. And I sent it to her. And she said, no wonder you can't find anything. She said, you are 11 centimeters, which is about this, um, you know, longer in that proportion than the standard of the size you wear. And she said, no wonder you're really, really struggling. So, you know, so don't be hard on yourself because they're not making the clothes to fit you. And this is where, you know, going to those larger bust retailers or, you know, you'll often find things that are stretchy. And like, say, I made this dress on the weekend and I had a pattern, but I did find, now I don't have as large a bust as I used to have because I've had it reduced, but I still found that the waist was too high. I made one version of it, the waist was a bit too high. So I actually just added, you know, about an inch of extra to to make that fit better for me. And that's where either making your own clothes or having someone make them for you can also be something to consider. And quite often, if you can find a decent dressmaker, what they charge is pretty similar to a lot of the kind of mid, what I call mid-market fashion labels, where you're actually paying something fairly similar. Plus then you get to choose the fabrics and colors and all those sorts of things that you like. So you're not limited by what's in the stores. You're just limited by what you can buy in fabric but not limited by what's currently in stores and the way they have done their fit. So that would be some things I would be thinking about for you, Patricia. The next question today comes from, turn it right way up, Jennifer, who says, the big issue I'm stressing about is what to wear on my YouTube videos. I'm a quilter and really want to pump up my YouTube content this year. I see some people wear a uniform. Others go all out. I'm the relaxed style, according to your quiz. And I'm in Denver. We tend to keep it very casual. So like you just came in from hiking or something like that. I need to be genuine and dress my style, but I'm still a little unsure how to make it look good for the camera. I also need it to be easy and somewhat feminine, but not frilly. I need to be able to make quick changes and allow for co coordinating with quilts that might be behind me. The right color in the right place is a big thing for me. And I need to be able to plan for several videos at once and have outfits at the ready. So things to think about is what works on camera so there are some things that don't work well on camera and that's like small geometric prints these tend to make it like you feel like when you're watching it that they're like moving so small geometric prints are out but larger prints like this are in now if you've got all these quilts which are busy behind you i would be not looking at pattern i would be looking at solid colors because solid colors uh, make it easier for, you know, when you've got other busy things going on around you. So rather than looking at patterns, I'd be looking at your best signature colors. So if you haven't had a color analysis and you're not sure what they are, I do recommend getting a color analysis. Of course, I do them online um, as a single thing, as well as as part of my seven steps of style program. Also, too, if you really need to know your style. So you may be a relaxed style, but it's by the sound of it, you're also mixing in from feminine in. Now, you may not be frilly feminine, like I'm feminine without being a frilly feminine, but like this, I'm wearing a dress at the moment. There are ways of being feminine without being frilly. I've got a floral print on, um, and it's still very comfortable. Now, I haven't come in from hiking, I have to say, but remember, when you're on YouTube, 
You're not just speaking to the people in Denver. You're not just speaking to the people who are in your city. So you might want to think that it doesn't really matter what is, you know, everybody else is wearing uh, where you live because you are speaking to people potentially all over the world who live in different environments and different locations and have, you know, they're not having the same expectation as the people in Denver, maybe. So that is always something to think about as well. So really, it's dress for your own style, dress in a way that makes you feel comfortable. And if you want to really get deep into what actually suits my body, what suits my coloring, how I express my personality, all those elements of style, which are super important, that is all inside my seven steps of style program to help you get all your kind of style fundamentals, as I call them, sorted, so that you can actually make the right choices. Now, also thinking about when you're on the camera, is it the whole outfit people are seeing or people are just seeing a bit a bit of you? Because if it's just the top part like this, you only need to change your tops. You don't need to change bottoms as well. And often too, in things like videos like that, particularly if you've got a, you know a quilt behind you, that's probably quite busy, I would be thinking about solid colored tops in, you know, some color and then maybe having a few different necklaces or accessories you can change up to make it look like you're wearing something more different if that is something that matters to you. So really, part of it is working out what is your own personal brand. How do you want to express that? How do you want to be perceived? How you want to express your personality? And they're all things that I go through in my programs. And and, and then how do I want to, you know, what actually works on video? And I have got a few blog posts too, all about what to wear on video and what works on video and like video conference, where it's a video conference that you're talking to someone through Zoom or Teams or whatever is your video conference software uh, at work, or it's you're making a YouTube video. They're all video. It doesn't matter how you're using it. So part of it is working out like what actually works and what things to avoid, Um and then really thinking about, uh, you know, kind of how you want to express your personality. So it may not be the frilly version of feminine, but there's lots of different ways to be feminine. And it could be finding tops made from chiffon or some lightweight or a silk or something rather than a t-shirt, something that's really plain and I've been out hiking. So really, I think there's, there's a few things to think about. But I'd be going for signature colors because they always look better on camera. And I know every time I'm wearing one of my signature colors, people always comment on, oh, my God, that color is amazing on you. And I go, yep, it's one of my signatures. Uh, so, you know, if you're making that sort of content, I'd be looking at different tops in signature colors that you feel express your style um, and that will actually work no matter where, where anyone is watching from in the world. Now, my last question today comes from Amy, who says, I have two issues. The first is how to look chic when I can only wear flat shoes. We'll go for that one first. So how to look chic when you only can wear flat shoes. So part of it is choosing a flat shoe that is chic rather than one that is clumpy um, or chunky or very sporty. So if you want to look more chic, you need to think about, well, the straps on the shoes need to be a bit finer. The, the quality of the leather needs to be good. Or maybe it needs to be in a patent or something that's a bit shiny. Or maybe it needs to be made from uh, like a fabric with a pattern on it. There's lots of ways we can have a flat shoe that is more chic. It's looking at, well, what makes something really sporty or rugged? Well, uh, things like thicker soles. Uh, chunkiness, you know, big toe boxes, uh, all those sorts of things, kind of like really wide straps, all those things kind of make things more chunky versus we're thinking about, well, what makes something more chic? It's usually more refinement. It's more delicate. 
it's more refined, it's a thinner sole, it's finer, you know, finer straps, maybe it's a pointier toe rather than a really, you know, big round toe or something. Now, of course, which of these shapes we want to go for depends, but this is where even something like a ballet flat is a refined shoe and it's flat and it looks more elegant. Um, so there's lots of ways to think about shoes. So shoes don't all have to be chunky. Um, and clumpy to be elegant and refined. So it's just looking for those shoes that have those sorts of details. The second is fit. So I'm size six, which is small, but my derriere is a little flat and my shoulders are relatively broad. So it sounds like you may have a V-shaped body. Finding clothes that don't gape here or there is a challenge. Absolutely, because they are not making clothes to fit your unique shape. They didn't take your measurements, so they're not making clothes to fit you. So this is where we need to fit our widest point. So if your shoulders are broad and you have to go up a size to get your shoulders in, well, then it's have other things taken in, uh, have the rest of the garment taken in. So the thing with clothing is we, alterations are not a sign of failure. There is nothing wrong with you if you need to alter your clothes because your clothes need to fit you. And in fact, I'll always remember, and I know I've talked about this before, reading an interview with someone who did um, the costumes for a television show. And they were talking about how every single piece of clothes that they buy for each of the characters is altered to fit them perfectly. So no matter what angle you're seeing the character in, whatever the camera angle is, the clothes are fitting really well. Now, even when you see a model, uh, you know, mannequin in a store window, a lot of the time you go inside and you'll see that those clothes have been pinned to fit the mannequin or sometimes even bulldog clips and things like that. And in fact, often in fashion shoots, They'll have all these bulldog clips on the back of the garments that you just can't see to make them fit better. So they're not even fitting the model really well. So this is why please don't take the need that things don't fit you perfectly as a sign that there's anything wrong with you. Please take them as that you need to just get some alterations. Um, and so this is where there are easier alterations and harder alterations, and I do have a blog post on that. And things like the kind of fabric. So if you've got something that's stretchy, it's going to be much easier to go, well, I could potentially get a slightly smaller size to fit my shoulders in than if is something is a woven or has a very, you know, structured shoulder area. So there are things like that you want to think about and you might find that sleeveless garments are easier for you to fit than garments with sleeves or something if you find that, that that's really tricky. Um, but yeah, do not think that there is anything wrong with you. And, and like, and a flatter bottom, it's really common, um, particularly as we get older. It, it tends to happen to a lot of us. Too much sitting, not enough glute and, and, and not enough squats and, and glute work in our lives. So this is where uh, things like skirts rather than trousers. Trousers are much harder to fit when you have a flatter bottom. Um, look, they're hard to fit for women anyway. I can tell you trousers are the hardest garment for women to wear. Um, but this is why skirts and dresses may be easier options as far as fit goes. Uh, thinking about that if you are wearing trousers, then things that have some stretch. And this is why often we might find that a pair of jeans is easier to fit because these days there's a lot of elastane in jeans than a woven trouser because we've got that stretch in there. So looking for stretch in garments means you often have a better fit than if there is no fit. So they're just a few things to think about. So like fit, nothing wrong with an alteration. And in fact, 
you probably need an alteration unless you're going to make your own clothes. And this is where so many women I know have started to turn to making their own clothes so they can actually get the clothes that they want um, and the fit that they want because it's often really hard to find in the stores. Like we all assume we could walk into a store and pick up a pair of trousers in our size and that it should fit us. Yet we have very different shaped bodies. And so this is why, you know, some of us have waists and some have thighs and some have, you know, booty out the back and some have, you know, you know, hip dips. There's all sorts of things that we have around our bodies. Some of us have tummies. So the fact that we all think that a pair of trousers that's cut like one way is going to fit all of us with our different bodies is actually crazy talk. So this is where different brands may cut in slightly different ways, but also that alterations are just a part of life. And if we just expect them rather than thinking they're some sort of failure when we need to get them, then you'll actually have a better shopping experience. So thank you for your questions. And if you'd love to uh, kind of, you know, find out more about your style and really get to grips with what works for you, I'd love to invite you to um, to join my Seven Steps to Style program because in that you get not only the Seven Steps to Style program, but you also get my new Visualize Your Style program, which helps you really turn the, like, how do I want to be into something that you can actually wear but it really gets dives deep into, you know, like understanding your aesthetic and then how you can portray that through clothes and accessories, as well as my life-changing Evolve Your Style program that if you're stuck in the style right, it's really it's based on brain-based science to help you get out of it in only a month. So thank you again for watching and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Inside Out Style with Imogen Lamport. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more actionable style and colour tips. And don't forget to visit InsideOutStyleBlog.com where you'll discover Imogen's encyclopedia of colour and style advice to help you become your most stylish self. If you're enjoying what's here, please leave a review so we can bring you more of the content that helps you adore your wardrobe more so you can get up, get dressed, and get out the door looking and feeling fabulous every single day.